30 seconds. Nineteen seconds. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Happy New Year, Patriots. Happy New Year. You're now in 2022 on the East Coast. Happy New Year to everybody. Happy New Year, Patriots. And on the East Coast, it is officially Happy New Year 2022. For those of us on the West Coast, we haven't quite time traveled yet, but we'll get to that later tonight, I'm sure. So what a great year it has been. Well, (laughs) it's been a crazy year. I don't know about a great year, but it's been a crazy year. But definitely, it's going to be an incredible year going forward. So I want to thank all of you in Bards Nation for the incredible support this last year. This channel has exploded over the last year, all thanks to you. A year ago this time, we had somewhere around 400,000, 500,000 downloads. We are one year later, and as we sit right now, we have 19,686,414 downloads. That's incredible. That is an amazing growth. Over this year, incredible. We're in. We're being listened to in over 120 countries. Last year, we were we were just barely getting into Canada. We're now in every single province in Canada and every single state in the union, and in Mexico and in China, which is great. So we have listeners in Germany. We have and hello to all you out there because I know I get emails from you. We have listeners in the UK, Scotland, Ireland, Netherlands. All over. It's fantastic. So we have listeners in Africa. We have listeners in Australia. Australia, we're praying for you. We really are. So this is a tough time. I think the biggest message that we all have to embrace right now, and it's important that we step aside from our filthy, nasty governments because they're all filthy, nasty governments, every damn one of them, and we have to really embrace the fact that we are literally all fighting the same fight. I, I hesitate to use this all, we're all in this together because that's the garbage that now the progressives are talking about with this bioweapon that they want to take within their veins and turn themselves into transhuman monsters. But whatever that looks like, that's fine. But the, the fact is that what we are really dealing with right now is in all truth, we are dealing with Governments across the world globally that are united in trying to destroy God's greatest creation, us, humanity. And so for everyone across the globe that's listening, we're fighting this together. And 2022 is going to be the year to take it back. And it's the beginning of the change of tide. When I say take it back, we're not going to take everything back in a year. I'm not not one of those like, oh, it's all going to be better. It's going to be we the people that turn the tide. And it's going to turn the tide by us embracing the concept of defiance, not compliance. Now, to the credit of all those people that are in Australia dealing with the absolute crazy, all of you that are protesting and standing up and dealing with that craziness, God bless you. Seriously. Uh, You're an inspiration for the world, and I hope you know this. We understand, you know, we can see a lot of what you're doing and we're looking at it in our own country and seeing the the stealth operations going on here. We have, as corrupt of any group in the world, our institutions are lost and their souls are ripped from them. Our, our CIA is probably one of the most corrupt institutions in the world. It's running a lot of this. From what I understand, the CIA has left, for the most part, has left the D.C. area, and the large body of it has moved into the bowels of Denver, which is no surprise. That's the Luciferian hole right there. So we're really in an in a interesting time. 
We know that, I mean, I confirmed today with somebody that works in D.C. that is across, that works very near that whole area near the Supreme Court and that whole area that Biden is not in the White House. <laughs> I love this. The left is like, yes, he is. It's like, no, he's not. Sorry, he's not. Our government is completely bought off and into this idea that we're going to become transhumans, they think, and that we're going to all become a, a fourth industrial revolution country with cyborgs and integration of bio with with the biology, with the technical side, and they're going to use CRISPR technology on everybody and turn everybody into double-headed cyborgs. We're not buying it. And the simple thing is that all of this stuff, I mean, and, and, and we head into 2022, it's with all this stuff behind us, we're looking ahead and we need leadership. If there's, if there's going to be leadership, leaders have to stand up and speak the truth. So for all of those that are still lathering themselves in the, in the cult of MAGA and the cult of Q, we really do want to see you wake up. All right. It's no sense in keep defending something that is blindly walking you off a cliff. Use what tools you were given. Use the inspiration that Q gave at the beginning. Use the great sense of patriotism and love for nation that MAGA gave you, but look cleanly at what you're walking into. We're not trying to condemn you, but the fact of the matter is that MAGA has become part of the fourth industrial revolution model. That means you're going to be embracing transhumanism, like it or not. A guy who personally, and I've literally spent tens of thousands of dollars of my own money supporting President Trump. And I've said openly, I cannot stand with him at this point, not where he is. So you have to open your eyes going into 2022. This is the, this is the year of truth. And that is an absolute fact as we go in here. You may not like the truths. You may not want to deal with the truths. But I'll be honest, God doesn't really care because truth is truth. And at the end of the day, we have to confront the truth. And I think as as Brad Cummings said in our previous show, which was a brilliant statement, that we have culpability because if we've been worshiping Trump and those out there that are still doing this understand what we're saying here, God, if as we understand biblical history, God would reduce Trump to what he is because we have failed to pray for Trump and worship God first. So we're going to do some prayer. As we do prayers tonight, we're going to pray for President Trump. We want him to wake up and stop playing this stupid game. This is not a game that you can play and get out of. You don't get to use the excuse of, well, I'm promoting the vax because um, I'm going to protect my family and I'm going to save the world. He is the most influential man in, in the world. I, I'm going to read you something, and you can read it. I, I lit off on somebody tonight. I don't usually do that. But I, um, I was someone posted on, on the Gab, one of my Gab posts underneath one of the podcasts, how disappointed they were that I couldn't discern that President Trump was really fighting for us and that we were really in a war. And I, I'm really kind of, I'm entering into 2022 with like, uh, no, I'm not going to play that game. I know right where I walk. I walk with Christ. I walk with Father. And if we really dig into that man that Christ was at, was being, I mean, that's the best way to say it because he was in the flesh, he didn't mince words. He didn't play around. And there's, that great, there's that great passage in Mark, and I, can't, I don't have it before me right now, but basically he's down praying in the morning, and we should all know this passage, and his disciples come down and they're, teacher, teacher, where have you been? They're waiting for you. And he says to them, let us go to the next village so I can complete what I came out to do, that we can pray and do, do our mission. And that's a little bit of a paraphrase, but pretty close. And it's just such a brutal moment when you think about it, because here you have these people waiting for him to worship him. And he's like, nope. See, I'm not even going to say goodbye. He just packs up and he goes to the next village. Christ is focused. He came to do a mission. And we have a mission to do. And that mission is calling on us 
It is to walk with Christ and to walk as Christ as much as we can. But we we have to keep that focus before us. So I'm just going to read you a comment, and this comment to this person that was like tonight, like blasting me. You don't know what war is. You don't realize we're in war. I'm like, whatever. So I just wrote this. I said, what a dumb comment. You want to support the idea that one of the most influential people in our history, and this is understanding that that reference is to President Trump, is advocating for the vax, signed the EO in 2019 to authorize mRNA development, had his daughter promoting new job development at the 2020 World Economic Forum for the new fourth industrial revolution built on transhumanism, CRISPR technology, and AI synthetic integration. Oh, and let us not forget the other part of your dumb position, the promoting that promoting the vax kills innocents, especially elderly and kids, but... It's okay because Trump is trying to save us and people must die in war. And so I continue. I said, no person, not one person that is pushing this crap has been in a real war. I have. So as a guy who spent tens of thousands of dollars of his own money supporting Trump, has been fighting this war actively for decades, actually was in war in, a, in the village level in Afghanistan for three and a half years, your arrogance to suggest I do not know we are at war is astounding. Probably best you don't follow my channel. You might discover the real fight we are in and the real meaning of being a patriot. And then I finished with this. And I'll leave you with this. Quote, to announce that there must be no criticism of the president or that we are to stand by the president right or wrong is not only unpatriotic and servile, but it is morally treasonable to the American public. End of quote, written by Theodore, President Theodore Roosevelt. Patriots, we have an obligation. Oh, by the way, I did finish it with blessings. I just forgot the Happy New Year part. I probably should have put that in there. Happy New Year, but I didn't. So anyway, we have an obligation for truth. And Truth is not an easy thing to accept and to swallow for many. I understand that, but that's too bad. I'm sorry people are uncomfortable with it, but the fact is that truth doesn't lead us always where we want to be, but as we trust in Christ and through Christ to the Father, as we are reminded in Mark 4.22, or 4.22, excuse me, for nothing is hidden except to be revealed, There has, nor has anything been secret but that it would come to light. The more that we lean into Christ and the more that we build the intimate relationship in Christ and to the Father, the more that the illusion is shattered before us. And that's not always an easy thing for us to face, admittedly, because some of that is we have to face some onus ourselves. As I said, Brad, Pastor Cummings, Brad Cummings in the previous show brought up a very excellent point that our relationship with Trump, we are somewhat culpable on. Because as a nation, we begin to worship him. That's like he brought up the idea of King Saul, who started out being God's choice and then fell tremendously from the crown and lost his country. And as Pastor Cummings stated, he felt that that's kind of where Trump has fallen. But then part of that is on us. And we have to start realizing where the true authority in our nation is. It's in our Declaration of Independence. That true authority is truly there in the first paragraph of our Declaration of Independence. I'm sorry, the second paragraph, the first sentence. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Patriots, God was put on the throne above this nation. It's one of the most profound concepts in governance in the history of humankind, at least any history that we know. God was put above all things, and it was through the position of our creator above everyone in this nation that God was giving us this nation, that we were then given the rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It were unalienable rights, and the only way those rights go away is if we succumb to tyranny. And our founding fathers understood that. And that is why they added in this, this sentence, which is near the end of the first or second paragraph, excuse me, 
But when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, that's tyranny, by the way, it is their right, meaning us, it is their duty, meaning us, our duty, to throw off such government and to provide new guards for the future security. Patriots, we're here. This is the time. And we're not going to be able to go head-to-head with the CIA bunkered up in its deep, deep underground facility in Denver. You're not going to be able to go head-to-head with the FBI that has its massive surveillance grids, fly airplanes flying overhead, and agents that can kick in your door in the name of you're a terrorist because you're against the vax. But what we can do is empower our local communities. And as we work within our local communities and we build that strength in our local communities in 2022, we are literally developing the strength to take ourselves out of their control. Our local communities are centered on the sheriffs, and it's us. And this whole push for 2022 is going to be the county-by-county year. This is when county-by-county comes alive, and it's when we start to take really take our country back at the most local level. We have to. And the way we are doing that is by empowering our homes. And it begins by putting God back at the center of our homes. That means worship and prayer. And that means home churches. That means fellowship and that's trust in Christ Jesus and the power that God brings to us. And through that, we're living in this place of walking in the light of Christ. We are literally building that strength of being the salt and the light of the world. And as we do that, we by example and the and these communities that we build become that glowing example for others to seek and to follow. It's a beautiful time ahead of us. It's a courageous time and it will take courage. It will take that strength that we see in Gideon where Gideon has Tens of thousands, and God pairs his army down to 300. And I've talked about this before, but I mean, what about, could you imagine the army that's sitting there going, uh, okay, Gideon, we're ready to fight. And he's like, um, God tells us to blow horns and to break some pots with light. I mean, seriously, you've got some of the best warriors out there, and they're like, huh? We're going to do what? We're going to blow horns, and we're going to break some pots of light. Um, Gideon, you realize there's like 50,000, maybe a hundred thousand troops out there. Yeah. Where did you get this harebrained scheme? God told me, okay, we will trust in God. And there you go. And what happens? The army turns into chaos. The enemy turns into chaos because they trusted in God. And then the army, as the enemy starts to destroy itself, it then goes on the march it gets begins to scatter and Gideon's army then goes on the march and pursues them. It's fantastic. You have this unbelievable fight with Joshua and he's on his way and he, he confronts, obviously confronts one of God's angels and he's like, Ooh, man, he gets humbled pretty quick. And so they continue on and they have to go and they have to confront with a big army. I mean, again, could you imagine standing there in front of his army going, all right, troops, we're ready. All right, what are we going to do? We're going to go lay siege to Jericho. And you can hear the rattling of shields. Yay, here we go. And they're banging their swords on their shields. And they're like, okay, um, what are we going to do? What are we going to lay siege? Joshua says, um, actually, uh, guys, uh, we're going to spend seven days walking around the outside of the walls, and we're going to sing some hymns. You're like, huh? What, what did you just say? We're going to be like doing a walk around the outside singing hymns. We're going to put the ark up front. I mean, you could see these guys going like, are you nuts? What? And you're, they're whispering amongst each other like, is this guy like, did did he like go get a new hash pipe or something? What happened here? But again, he come, he's presenting this. This is as God has shown me. And that trust in that message, that trust in God over, overcomes them and overcomes their fear. And they trust in that walk. 
And what happens? Seven days, the seven, to- seven times on the seventh day, the walls collapse and God unleashes his army. And it's ruthless. Every man, woman, child, donkey is slain. It's incredible. It's pure evil that they take care of, right? Then you have David who comes in and they're telling him, you can't, you can't, you can't. David's like, what are you talking about? Man, I have been out here tackling lions and beasts in the woods. So they say, well, okay, okay. Well, if you're going to go up against Goliath, you need to wear the armor. And David tries to put on the armor and is just like, this does not fit, man. I haven't practiced with it. It's ridiculous. He takes it off. And he walks up to Goliath. And Goliath tells him he's basically going to, Goliath tells him he's going to cut off, he's going to feed him to the birds. And David just doesn't relent. He's like, uh, you've defamed my God. And I love this part because he doesn't wait. He's not waiting for like God to come down and do the job. He's not just standing. He's going on the offensive. And this is the fire we have to have within us. He's like, you defamed my God. You don't do that. And I, again, these are my words. I'm paraphrasing. You got it. He's like, you don't do that. There is one God. It's my God, and you've defamed him, and you aren't ever going to do that again. So not only am I going to kill you, I'm going to cut off your head. I'm going to feed it to the birds. And so Goliath comes charging at him, and David takes one of his stones and slings it and puts it right between his eyes and knocks him and kills him. Goliath falls. And so even though Goliath is apparently dead, (laughs) David fulfills his promise, cuts off his head and feeds it to the birds. And all the army scatters. And then the rest of the army that couldn't fight Goliath because they were so afraid finally gets the stones to stand up and pursue them and do their job. Patriots, that's our role right there. It's an incredible role. It's a role of coming in and showing the world what it is to have strength. And you know what? There's going to be a whole bunch of people that don't want to take a stand. And that's okay. But we have to lead the way. And we're leading the way literally with a Bible in one hand and the sword of the Spirit in the other. And that's how we're fighting this. Because we haven't even exploited the maximum capability yet of what God's Word is. When we're in there in talking to people or you're trying to do a debate at a school board meeting, you need to proclaim the Lord there. You need to proclaim this as the Lord's fight and that we are soldiers in his army. Let people know. Let them absolutely know. Let them be angry and let them be triggered and let them get all spun out. Let them threaten you with arrest and you remind these people who they work for. We need to be louder than ever before. And with this whole year, We are raising up the power of warriors. Let's go through the seven pillars of county by county. It's important to embrace this. It begins, the power of all of this begins with God. And that begins in pillar number one of county by county with that total fire of, of putting God at the center of our home again, making sure you have a Bible, not just a digital Bible, a real Bible that you're spending time reading it, that you're spending time worshiping together, that you're bringing friends over and you're building that concept of a home church as Paul did. These are the, that true sense of building God's word and the strength of discipleship. That's the part right there because that center point is we embrace the power of discipleship. That means we're moving into the communities fearlessly. Then we have homeschooling. Homeschooling is so important. Even if you don't have kids, it's important to support one another. This is not only important for the children, it's how we're rebuilding community and trust. If you know somebody who's a working parent and they're wanting to get their kid out of school, their child out of school, and they don't, they don't, un, don't have the time, we can help each other. We can spend time helping them build curriculums or guiding them in directions that they need to do to how to do homeschooling. We can come together and create pods within communities to where children can come together and learn from other adults. We have enormous resources with the elderly that have so much wisdom that they can pass on with their children. And part of that, that wisdom they pass on is the respect and the love for what our elderly are that has been lost in this Luciferian hell that we're living in. We have to revalue children and revalue our elderly, those two things. And together, as we come together as communities through homeschooling, we start to build these bridges. And again, we're empowering community and connection and fellowship. And God is at the center of that. 
Our third pillar is Patriot Gardens. This is taking charge of your life by taking some responsibility or all the responsibility for your food, depending on what you have available to you to grow things. Not a single patriot in this nation should be able to can can say they can't grow something. If you're in an apartment and that's all you have, or you are a small little room that you rent, you can still grow sprouts. You can still grow some herbs. You can grow something and you need to, because it's part of the stewardship and responsibility we have as God's children in this world. Most communities have community gardens. If you don't have place to grow and you can go to community gardens and start tending to a small plot and growing some of your food. And if you don't have those, start making the initiative to get those in your community. If you have a backyard, kill your lawn and build a garden. I'm serious. This is times to get past the sort of noble arrogance that has been woven into the way our houses are built. The idea of a lawn that was cut and trimmed came from the Romans for the nobility. They actually cut every single blade of grass with like a little knife or something. It's crazy. We need to get back to the efficiency of tending to God's soil and building food sources that we can grow ourselves and not be dependent on the corporate infrastructure of food supply. This is back to filling the silos, which was done early on in biblical history. We have to tend to that piece. It is so important, and that's part of preparing for what not as to, only is to come, but giving ourselves resilience and, and self-sufficiency, which we need to reclaim. The fourth pillar is right work. And right work is where we are moving away from these corporate dependency jobs. We have to get into using our gifts and talents to something that can build an income. And we all have a gift and talent that we can use, whether it's baking or sewing, whether it's building things in construction or fabricating things with steel, doing a, building a forge, being a, a potter being a writer, whatever that is, there's so many different ways that we can build an income. And in this period of time, there's an unlimited number of ways we can do that. And we have to use the strength of what God gives us to get on our path of right work. And that takes a challenge and we don't have any time to delay. It's now because there's so many people out here now that have been, that are being pushed out of the system it's either comply or die, that sort of thing. And we're saying we're not going to comply. What we're missing is the golden opportunity that God's given us. This amazing time that we live when all of these talents are out here. We have all the talents we need to build the new republic, to build the new vision of the future, to step away from this Luciferian nonsense and corporate hell that they put us in. We can defy them, and we do that. We work together, and we build outside of their economy. We build the parallel breakaway economy, and that's going to be sparse or sp scattered around initially. But as each of us works within that space, we fuel it and we build it. And there's some big news coming because as Bards FM, Bards Nation, we're modeling this this year. We're not playing around. I'm investing money directly in God's direction to start cottage industries. And we're starting to do that to show what can be done. And it's going to be fantastic. We've got some big news coming next week on many things. So we need to be mobilizing our gifts and talents to do these things. And then we have our fifth pillar, which is health and wellness. And health and wellness is where you're out and you're, taking responsibility for your own health. We're getting away from the dependency upon the models of the corporate pharmaceutical hospital model, which is built on keeping you unhealthy and constantly in the state of sickness. That means eating well. That goes back to our Patriot Gardens. That means keeping prayer active in our life. That's spiritual wellness. That goes back to pillar number one which is home churches. It means exercise and fitness. That's taking responsibility for our life. And it means eating, taking the right supplements and working with those sorts of avenues and agencies that can provide you with those things to build the strength within your immune system. And that all that comes together to build a strong and powerful immune system, which is not going to be subject to these sorts of crazy things they keep trying to do to us. 
That means working together as a community to pull resources together to expand that range of health and healing. And I've mentioned this before, like hyperbaric chambers and IR saunas and other really innovative ways. It means working with a network of health providers, sacrocranial massage, deep massage therapist, acupuncturist. You're dealing with things like nutritional health as well. And we have all of these homeopathy and all of these different resources that are out here. Herbalism, to try to bring that network of people together so that we have so much available to us that is not tied to the pharmaceutical model. And all those resources are in our community. That means we have to build the bridges. We have to build the networks and build the bridges to start bringing that together. And for those critical care and trauma care, those things, we have to find those doctors that will be able to provide those things and identify them and bring them into the network because that's where some of the Western medicine of the old way starts to be very beneficial. So we start to build a whole new concept, not of medicine, but of health and wellness. That's all at a community level, and every community has those resources to do that. Our sixth pillar is informed action, and that's literally knowledge and its center point and awareness. It's building the knowledge base that we're constantly trying to expand what we know, what our skills are, building the knowledge resources as much as you can within your home, that each home has a knowledge library of books, not digital books, real books. That becomes a decentralized library system that we're slowly creating and recreating because we're not going to be subject to the internet. And we have to be subject to having real material. And we use that as well as we start to learn what's going on in the awareness of of knowledge and awareness and informed action in our communities. What's going on in our communities? What are the things that are causing the biggest problems? Is it homelessness? Is it lack of food, locally grown food? Is it corrupt politicians or people that have not even been elected that are doing corrupt things? We have to understand those mechanics. And as we work together, we build a very integral, integrated and under deep map of the cultural things that are affecting us within our communities. Then we know how to change them. And then we know how to work together to change them. And that's the positive change that comes about that. And the final pillar is stewardship and conservation. We have to take responsibility for how we consume, what we use and how we use things and how we spend. All of those things together come together to create this incredible network of responsibility within our community. We have to be accountable for our actions. We have to reduce the amount of wasted spending and consumption that we do. We have to work more heavily on the principles of recycling, not just a discarded culture. We have to value what we take and extract out that God gives us so that it preserves over time. These are just really important structures of understanding. And as we start to make these centralized shifts in our communities, starting at our homes, we're literally creating a massive engine, which is blowing a hole through the matrix. And we're doing that together and we're doing that with God at our center. I'm excited about 2022. 2022 is just, it's just like we've gone through the gauntlet of four years of, of standing there and watching them beat on us. And then we went through another year, the fifth year of watching them try to rip away our freedoms and tell us that we're going to be slaves. And it's like, no, not anymore. Not anymore. You're not going to do that to us. 2022 should be fueled by Luke 10:19. Behold, I have given you authority to walk on snakes and scorpions and authority over all the power of the enemy and nothing will injure you. This is a powerful powerful passage, red letter language that we need to keep in mind that we there's nothing out here that should be stopping us. There is no fear when you hold Luke 10:19 in your heart. None at all. And as we dig deeper and deeper into that relationship with Christ, we become more powerful, more emboldened with all that he is. He's the greatest warrior ever to walk on earth. He, he was bringing a profound sense of love and compassion, and yet he's bringing with him a solid warrior line, an intolerance for certain evil, and an absolute strength in everything he did. And to the very end, never, ever wavered from that. That's that power of warrior spirit that needs to be within every one of us. 
And that's the righteous flame that needs to be ignited within us. Luke 10, 19 gives us that. It gives us and reminds us of truly what our true power and inheritance is. And as we live into that and we live closely within that place of walking within Christ and the connection we have with Father, that intimate relationships that we build, what a profound place we become. We become truly that light and that salt that people need to look towards. And we become that energy within our communities of change, change for the greatness of a love of Christ and the love of our Savior. It's not passive. It's not sitting in the pew, just nodding your head going, okay, okay, let me throw another dime in the pot and I'll give a little prayer and I'll be good till next week. We're not doing that anymore. We're leading the concept of discipleship into our communities. It's a, it's a wonderful, wonderful time. And all of this is ahead of us. And as we push into this and as we take action in our communities, let us also be emboldened by John 14, 12. Truly, truly, I say to you, the one who believes in me, the works that I do, he will also do. And greater works than these he will do because I am going to the Father. That's renewal. We're talking of ultimately renewal of our communities. And John 14, 12 gives us that power, that punch to stand into this time and to remind our, be reminded within us of what Christ has given us and the reminder Christ has given us. That if we truly believe in him, greater works we will do. What a profound thought. That means deep healing. That means unbelievable learning and wisdom. That means bringing together a strength of transformation in our communities unlike anything we can ever imagine. You realize that within 300 years of the crucifixion of Christ, the Roman Empire was literally collapsing. Why? Because the disciples went out and they opened up the churches and the word of, the word of our Savior spread and they ignited a flame of, a, of love and compassion in the world, of awakening, of realizing who they really were. Patriots, we are there right now. And this is right here in this moment, in this time, as we are now entering into 2022. We each have to make a decision of the path we want to walk. I know what path I'm walking. It's a passionate path, an intimate relationship with our Lord and Savior, an intimate relationship with Father, to light up the whole world with a righteous flame of knowing what is right and where he guides us and not being intimidated or taken down by this ridiculous head game that they constantly try to play, but to just shake it off and to walk forward and say, you will not touch me because there's nothing you can do. I have authority over all of your evil. I have dominion because it was given to me by Christ. I have authority to step on snakes and scorpions. There's nothing you can do to me. So go ahead and wave your threats. Do what you must. But in the end, we win this because we are in, our spirit is indomitable. There's nothing they can do to break us or to make us bow. This is how great of a moment we sit on right now. All of the trials that we've been through, all of the challenges that we felt we were through, it's here, it's now. So hold your head high, patriots. Be empowered, be blessed. What an amazing time to live. We truly, truly are here. We have these step by step, we have been given the process of God to awaken, to begin with righteousness, to make the choice between the sword of the spirit and the sword of steel to choose to be self-reliant and break from the bondage, to accept the rebirth through Christ as a living entity within us, to learn and appreciate God's timing and patience, to strengthen our faith and to release ourselves from any fear, to face this world fearlessly, to shatter all illusions and take accountability for where we are. And as we step that way in this world, it is a profound shaking like thunder and lightning and the earth rocking back and forth because we are proclaiming our dominion once again as the heirs of the kingdom, as God's children. 
What a blessed, glorious time to be. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, as we now enter into 2022, we pray for your blessings. We pray for before you for forgivenesses. We pray for the forgiveness for having been misled through this last year at times, each of us in one way or another, to be pulled away by the nonsense of headlines or the, the ideas of fear, those things that the enemy does so well to get into our heads. Forgive us, Father, because we know ultimately that that should never have been. But as we awaken to what the enemy has done to us and we turn more deeply into you, Father, we know no fear. We face now a new, a new era, a new time. This is the Lord. This is the year of our Lord and Savior. And we stand boldly in this time to face this new year with courage, with strength, with fearlessness, Lord, with fearlessness. Lord, let the righteous fires ignite within all of the patriots around the world. Let us truly embrace the glory of what it is to be your sons and daughters. Let us embrace the glory of the inheritance of being your sons and daughters to occupy this land and to expand this kingdom. Lord, we ask that you'll guide us in this time, that we raise the sword of the spirit and we raise your scriptures of your words and we use these as tools, not only for ourselves and the betterment of humanity, but tools that we wield as weapons of war against an enemy that needs to be disarmed and removed. Lord, let us disarm and and dis dismantle this enemy's tools. We pray for your power to strike them down, to save our children, to give the protection around our children, the protection around our elderly, to give us the fires to ignite the glory and love that we have for both, to awaken people's minds and their eyes and their ears, to realize that what this whole process about is about a deception through fear. Let the fear be shattered. And let us be that light and that lamp that brings people to that awareness. Let us be the salt of the earth that gives the energy and spice that people need to find the courage to stand up. Guide us, Lord. Awaken the warrior spirit within all of us. Let us feel that true warrior of Christ Jesus within our heart and within our souls. Let the spirit of righteousness burn within all of us. And let us stand boldly now in this year of 2022, relentless facing an enemy and not letting them get away, not letting them get away with anything, Lord, for you have given us dominion over all the enemy's power. You have given us the power to walk on snakes and scorpions, and we know that there is nothing they can do to injure us. Let us feel that power within us. And Lord, as we work through this year, let us embrace the glory of the words that Christ said in John 14, 12. Truly, truly, I say to you, the one who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I am going to the Father. Lord, let us embrace the glory of doing greater works, of truly healing and building the bridges and showing the true power of love within our communities across this nation, across this world. We thank you, Lord. We're humbled for all that is given, humbled for all the sacrifices made. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Happy New Year, patriots. It's a glorious year. It's a glorious year ahead of us with the wisdom of 2021 behind us and the glory of what faces before us. Let us stand boldly now in front of evil. Let us never forget the power of our love in Christ. Let us walk with the grace that God gave us, but the ferocity of the righteous fires that burn within. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into this fight. This is an amazing year ahead of us. Keep your prayers focused on that power of being a warrior of the power of Christ that flows within us. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. All we have to do is trust in him more deeply than ever. He's waiting. Father's there. And it's so wonderful. Yes, God has got this, but God has a mission for us, and we have an obligation to complete that mission. It is eyes forward now. It is to push forward and without any hesitation to occupy this land and expand the kingdom.
Happy New Year, Patriots. 2022 is going to be glorious. So I'll see you tomorrow night for Fishers of Men in the new year, officially tomorrow night of 2022. God bless. Good night. Happy New Year. Thank you. And out for now. All this time we had to prove that we could stand here too. All the nights been pushing through, fight for all we had to lose. Reaching out for something to pull us up to the level ground. Oh, I can see it now. I can see it now. Safe place to hide from the rain.